Welcome to another episode of Your Best Year Starts Here. You actually got the title right. I know. And what was really interesting was after 130 plus episodes, I've actually got it right. So I can't remember what I've just said. So welcome to another episode with Neil Martin and Nigel Risner. And I'm super excited you're here for a number of reasons, because I've been listening to some of our recent past podcasts, which is interesting that I've actually listened to us. Because I wanted to find out where we'd been, where we'd started, what we'd shared to make sure we're keeping it alive, but also reminding people of some of our core messages. So if you're joining today, you should listen to some of the previous episodes. If you stop listening, go back to some of the episodes and remember what we've been talking about. And this comes about that after 20 years, no, I tell a lie, after 21 years of being in my office, so I started speaking in 1997, and I still had my finance company for a couple of years. And then in 2000, the 1st of January 2000, I moved from one side of the house to the other, and my office is where we are situated now. And after 20 years, uh, my wife has been saying to me, you do need to clear some of your office. <laughs> and we've had a year of the pandemic, and I've next week was the answer because it wasn't the right time, and this comes ironic from a couple of weeks ago's episodes. I decided to start going through the filing cabinet. Okay. And getting rid of my filing cabinets because I wanted to go paperless. And what was really interesting, bearing in mind that I always share, and we've shared about this many times, you know, the past is a place of reference, not a place of residency. But there's some stuff in your past that is very, very cool. There's some stuff in your past that you may have forgotten. And so whilst one of the episodes I know we spoke about writing down and having a success book and creating a success log, I went through every file to, before I threw it away and to take out certain documents that I wanted to keep. What is amazing is not only the variety of work that I've done, but the type of clients that I've worked with, but how many times I've been recommended by those clients. And then there's a few clients that I thought I did a fantastic job and I've never heard from them again. So I decided to ring one of them up just to say, are you aware you booked me? Get ready for this, Neil. April 1998. Okay. And we had a great time. And he went, I can't believe you've run because something happened only a day or two ago that reminded me of something you did in Grantham. I was working with a motorcycle dealer, a motor dealership, and he's just rebooked me for the end of June. Now, that's not the reason why I'm sharing that part, but going back to an existing client and looking at some of the memories made me smile, and I enjoyed the journey because it was all good stuff, and there were a few clients I thought, strange you never rebooked or I've never heard from you. But of the, I don't know, I've spoken to over two and a half million people over the 22 years. But I went through some files and the nostalgia was amazing. And there were some files, you know, I got asked to speak in Nigeria in 2001 for Pepsi-Cola. And it was the first time I'd worked abroad like that for a major client by a major speaking bureau. And it was two and a half days in the middle of nowhere. 
I mean, we flew to Lagos and we went to a place called Tahir and all these stories came flooding back and I found a picture of me. I mean, you may not be able to see it, but I've lost a few pounds since then, but I'm wearing a Pepsi Cola T-shirt. I don't want to share that I hate Pepsi Cola and we had a couple of... <laughs> um, I was waiting I, for that bit. Well, so what was ironic that just before the pandemic, I worked with YPO in Nigeria again. And I was sharing this story about going to Pepsi-Cola, and in the audience was the daughter of the chief exec of that who remembered this event because, unfortunately, the father couldn't be there because the wife had had a major car accident in Egypt, and Pepsi-Cola is owned as a franchise. And this girl came up and said, I've always heard about this mad Englishman who came into our house. And what was interesting, they asked me, would I speak to YPO? which is Young President's organisation, and my flight was delayed. So it was an evening flight. They got in about 8 o'clock at night. It was delayed till 10. And so I rang the organiser. I said, look, I'm really sorry. I've just got in. They went, no problem. We'll wait till you get here. <laughs> I said, what do you mean, wait till I get here? Well, we're having dinner at our house. So, I, so me being me, and if you listen to my previous episodes, I'm a bit of a monkey, so I don't really do detail. Well, I thought, you know, there must be a few people there, a few friends. There were 110 people in this guy's compound, and we started at 12 o'clock at night. Now, to me, this just seemed nuts. But you do what you need to do, and all these stories flooded back. And I wonder if everyone who's listening to our podcast actually went back over the last week, month, year, five years, ten years, and looked at some of the work they'd done and looked at some of the things they've created, and I found a letter that I wrote to a major PLC, and the stuff that I wrote to them is amazing. Now, I, I probably didn't write it. I have to acknowledge either Lisa Yellow, who was my secretary, or Alison at the time, because I've created this program that I'm now looking thinking, I should offer this now. Mm. So I think we forget some of our past, even if it's good stuff, because there's so much going on, you know, Who'd have thought about Clubhouse, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, podcasts like this? You know, but in the old days, you actually did something very unique. Do you know what we used to do? We used to ring people up. Yeah, and write them we letters and write them letters, yeah. talk to them, send them a postcard, send them a note. And so there's a little bit that says, you know, the old stuff. You know, I, I have a friend who says forward to basics. You know, the basic stuff works. Sometimes instead of trying to be super creative and super cool, what did we used to do? So, you know, when someone, I got sent a bar of chocolate, I know obvious someone is, you know, and it's Nigel, bloody brilliant Risner. I thought that, that made me laugh. And then inside, you know, I opened it up. Mm-hmm. And then you open up again. Yep. Bloody brilliant. But it gets better. Because the chocolate is Love Coco. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know who Love Coco is? Go on. The grandson of Cadbury's. It's James oh, cool. Cadbury. Well, he couldn't use his name because the Cadbury's have been sold to, net, uh, to the... Craft or whatever it is. Craft, whoever it was. But I, I enjoyed getting a, a, an envelope with a personal note. So I've gone through all my files. <clears throat> I've taken out some very cool letters. And I, I had one email, where, uh, a letter that said, a little bit in your face, but a nice fella. 
And I thought, yeah, that about sums it up. You know, there were, of the two and a half million people, you know, I've been Marmite Speaker of the Year for many years. But about that about summed it up. I am in people's faces, but I'm a nice fella underneath it all. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's funny. I mean, you, you're saying about the whole um, monkey lack of planning, lack of what's going on, that kind of thing. You made me. You reminded me of a story. The first time I was in the US for Thanksgiving, um, I was there on a business trip. Now, just that little statement in itself should give you some idea about the you know how much planning I'd put into this, right? So I was um, it's when I was working in in software, and uh, I was a you know at the time I was basically running offices in multiple countries for a software company, um, you know focused on the sales and marketing side of things, and I'd gone out to the US to meet with a potential business partner um, that I was starting to do some work with. Um, I think that's right. Or it might even have been like a subsequent trip, same company, regardless. And we'd set this whole trip up, you know, for me flying out to Chicago, got this thing in the, in the, the schedule, this thing in the schedule. There's a few days in the middle where there's nothing in the schedule and I'm not sure why. And it's only after it's all been booked that I get this email one day or Skype call or something that said, Neil, you do realize the Thursday after you arrive is Thanksgiving, right? And I'm like, no. And my immediate my immediate thought is, why am I coming that week, and why are you only telling me now? But the person I was doing, you know, the, the lead person that I was doing business with from this company, then said, "We didn't, you know." They actually told me they said, "Yeah, we 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 figured you might not know, and we didn't tell you because we want to invite you to come and have Thanksgiving with our family." How cool is that? And it was like, whoa, you know, as much as anything, that tells you how invested they are in that business relationship. To turn around and go, you're going to be in our country for something you don't celebrate in yours, which is why we knew you wouldn't know about it. But we didn't tell you to come a different week because we want you to come and share it with us. It's like, how? And I actually ended up not getting there in the way that was planned because I got into a car crash that day. Not my fault. I had um, somebody drive into the side of my, my rental car. And as you can probably appreciate, the police on Thanksgiving are not so keen to deal with things like that, but need to. So the process was a bit slower and not as straightforward as normal. That by the time I'd had the hire car change and everything, I arrived in the evening. But it was still, I was still able to be a part of that experience with them. But it's, you know, it's, it's like you're saying, those memories, those things you completely forget about. You know, I haven't thought about that event for years until you were saying about ending up in someone's house on this business trip. And it's like, oh, yeah. But I just think, you know, whilst we've still got lockdown for some people, it's to look through some of your memories and create memory bo books, memory boxes of cool stuff that you've done. Because when I say to people, the past is a place of reference, some of that stuff is really cool stuff that you've done. Some I've seen some clients, thank God, they never rebooked me. It would never have worked. But, you know, you don't have to live there. But there are some nice memories, and we've all got them. So, you know, when I was going through the filing cabinet, my wife kept coming in every so often to see how I was getting on. Because, you know, over 20 years, I got a lot of files, and some of them were just like one coaching client and one letter in a file. But we always open up a file. What was interesting, though, that I was reading lots of the files. And I want to know where the connection came from. So the last part of all this is that two speeches that I did created probably more than five million pounds of business mm -hmm. so let's leave this part by saying that whenever you show up be the best you can be 
be the best version of yourself, be in integrity, because you never know who is listening to your words. And they may not be the right person today because they're not the right fit. But when they move to another company or another department or they go to another country, they might be the perfect fit for you. So just because they don't rebook you today does not mean you're not good enough. Your self-worth is not based on other people's opinions. Your self-worth is based on how you feel, how your integrity is, and how you have self-love for yourself, which is what you believe in. Yeah, 100%. I think the other thing to say on that is you never know what the ripple effect of what you're doing is. You're good, bad, or otherwise. You never know. Well, I, I have the reverse, by the way. That in, with one client, I was out of integrity at an evening event. I was never rebooked by this client, and he shared that story to many people. Mm-hmm. It was a massive lesson. Fortunately, it was very early. Um, I, I, not that I, I was out of integrity in the normal sense, but something I did he wasn't happy with. We later, between us, both apologised because I didn't know it would affect him, and he didn't know I'd, etc. Let's not go into the whole detail. But what was interesting was the ripple effect is massive. Yep. So I'm grateful for Brian Chernit and the Academy for Chief Execs who gave me this opportunity. And uh, Nina Harmon from the CIPD. Between those two people, the ripple effect has just been absolutely enormous. And when I go back to clients and I look, where did the original lead come from? Where did the work come from? How did I get it? It came from a one speech in October 1997 and July 1998. And most of my work I can attribute to virtually two places. It's a bit like six stages of separation. Yep. We're all connected somewhere. So I look forward to seeing you next week. I'm sure Me we'll have all fantastic news to share. And um, have a great week. Yeah, and don't forget to do the normal things like leave us a review, share this podcast with your friends, all that kind of good stuff. And yeah, like Nigel says, we will see you very soon. Cheers. Your best year. It starts right here. Cool. There you go.